I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Yards After College podcast powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host, Kyle Ireland. And alongside me today is the man who was alongside me at the very beginning of the season. I felt like it was only fitting that he came back on the podcast to to end this 2020 uh, NFL season as we wrap up with the Super Bowl this week. It's the one and only sports beat anchor, Sam Farnsworth. Sam, how are you doing today? What's up, Kyle? Yeah, just getting uh, ready for some Super Bowl football coming up here can't wait for that Uh, but it's been it's been fun well Sam I'm a little disappointed because obviously this Super Bowl is going to be different Uh, I mean Dr. Fauci came out earlier in the week said hey let's not have any Super Bowl parties this year we're still in the middle of the pandemic and whatnot because I'm I'm remembering last last up last Super Bowl (laughs) last February we were all in the station together downtown Salt Mm -hmm. Lake you brought some fantastic ribs in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss those this Sunday. Yeah, you are gonna miss them. I'm sorry, Kyle. We wish we could we wish we could have all you guys back in again, but it's uh it's down to the bare bare minimum, just the five of us that do the the sports beat television program and produce it and all that. And so uh, we're gonna try to have something. It's probably not gonna be as as good as last year though, but we'll see. Well, I, I wish you guys luck in the station. Hopefully you have a, a decent Super Bowl party there without us and uh, have a safe one as well. But the reason why I wanted to have you on is obviously the Super Bowl. We wanted to talk about that, but I also wanted to talk to you about uh, some of our picks that we made prior to the season because we've got NFL awards coming up this weekend. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts mm-hmm. on those awards, but let's let's kick things off with the Super Bowl because that's the biggest story of the week, the biggest news. And uh, we've got a few local players playing in this game, but we've also got coaches as well. And the three guys I wanted to specifically talk about are Andy Reid, Daniel Sorensen, and Darwin Thompson. Let's start off with Andy Reid because it it seemed like a year ago, once Andy Reid got that Super Bowl victory as a head coach, a lot of people kind of gave him some respect that I felt was already due. I mean, the amount of wins that he's had as a head coach in the NFL is pretty ridiculous. And a lot of people were talking about, you know, without that Super Bowl ring that he got last year, was he a Hall of Fame kind of a coach? And I think that he would have been, you know, in the Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame anyway. You look at quarterbacks, especially like I'm thinking like Philip Rivers, who just retired. Like Philip Rivers is going to be just based off of his stats alone. He didn't get a ring, but just the numbers he put up, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So I kind of felt the way that way about Andy Reid. But if he were to get a second Super Bowl ring on Sunday, 
what do you think that would do for his legacy and kind of cementing him on the, you know, big, huge coaching tree of just awesome Super Bowl winning coaches right. that are out there? He, he would be with us with another Super Bowl win uh, against the Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55. He would certainly be talked amongst the greatest coaches in, in NFL history. You know, there's probably a dozen or so that you could really include in that conversation, but he would be right in that mix. I mean, I agree with you. He was already on the track to the hall of fame after what he did with Philadelphia. I mean, look at what the Eagles have done since. And yeah. Okay. They, they, they won a super bowl. Right. But, but he was consistently in that NFC championship game. Right. And then they did make it to the super bowl once um, and ended up losing that, but he was the coach of the year already in Philadelphia once it's just proven. Like you, you look at what he did in Kansas city already. Did they already have some talent? Sure. They did. But he has developed that program into the Super Bowl contender, the Super Bowl champion that they are. And this is a team, a program, as long as he's the head coach. And yeah, as long as he has Patrick Mahomes, but as long as he's the head coach, they are going to be right at the top of the AFC West every year. They're going to be a competitor for uh, a deep run into the playoffs every single year. Um, and, and I, you know, I'm not trying to slant towards a local coach here, but um, he's got a career winning percentage of 62%. That's impressive. That's among the greatest out there. Uh, he, he certainly is a hall of fame head coach. Yeah. I think you're spot on there, Sam. I mean, I, I look at even what he did, you know, we, we talk about Philadelphia. I mean, you talk about him going up against ironically Tom Brady and the Patriots earlier, you know, almost two decades ago now, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy that they're facing off in the Super Bowl again, but you see what he was able to do with Philadelphia. I mean, he had that constant success, very consistent year in, year out. But then what he did coming into Kansas City after he left Philly, I just thought that that was even more impressive because right. you know, he, he took uh, you know a Kansas City team that really wasn't that great for a number of years there, and he made them into a consistent playoff team. And then to make the jump, I mean, I think back to Alex Smith last year yes. in Kansas City, and he put – a pretty great performance out that season and to move away from Alex Smith after he takes you to the postseason, I think that that just shows kind of what a coach Andy Reid really is. He's, he's a a winner. He's willing to take those moves that are risky to pay off in the end because Patrick Mahomes wasn't a proven commodity by any means Mm -hmm. at that point. And to be able to do that really, I think is, is something that will help cement his legacy among the NFL's greatest coaches. Uh, a couple of players that we mentioned, you know, Daniel Sorensen, Darwin Thompson, former BYU and Utah State standouts. I, I think that their, you know, their paths have been kind of interesting because you, you think back to Daniel Sorensen, he was a great player at BYU, but he wasn't, you know, the the flashy player like a Kyle Van Noy or anything. And then right. Darwin Thompson, just, you know, a, a solid running back, but nothing where you would say, oh my gosh, like, He's like the the Bobby Wagner coming out where he's just like, you know, this guy's definitely going to be an NFL star, NFL player kind of a thing. But they've been consistent for Kansas City the past couple of seasons. And uh, Darwin hasn't had a ton of run this year, but he was able to get some playing time towards the end of the regular season. But Daniel Sorensen has really just, I mean, emerged as one of Kansas City's best defenders. He's just been so solid for them. He's making key plays. I think back to the last postseason. I mean, it seems like when the bright lights are shining, Daniel Sorensen's making big plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And, you know, Daniel Sorensen 
has had the best year of his NFL career this past season, you know, when you look at it statistically, but he has been consistent. He has been, um, and and like you said, he wasn't that flashy guy coming out of college, but he was one of those guys that, um, you know, he, he had the, the quickness, the speed, the strength to play in the NFL, but he had the hard work, right? He, he showed up, he worked hard. He outworked enough people to earn roster spots, to impress coaches. And then when he had his opportunities on the field, he continued to work and work hard. And he, we've seen it this season, not just statistically has it been his best year, but almost every week on locals in the NFL on sports beat, Daniel Sorensen's making a big play that helped seal a win for his team, whether it's a pick, a forced fumble, a sack, uh, tackle for a loss uh, he had that play that uh, against uh, the Browns where he you know forced the fumble at the half yard line there you know um, he's just been he has come up huge in so many circumstances that uh, this this may be a bit of a stretch to say this but Daniel Sorensen's the type of guy that could be if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl on Sunday in the conversation for a Super Bowl MVP because he might be that guy making a few huge plays down the stretch to preserve a win. You know, what if he picks off Tom Brady or gets a a strip sack or something like that uh, in in a crucial situation that turns into chiefs points or, you know, he's the kind of guy that could swing momentum. And so I wouldn't be shocked at all if he plays a huge role on Sunday uh, for the chiefs in, in the Super Bowl. So you've got local guys, you've got Daniel Sorensen, former BYU player, Darwin Thompson out Mm -hmm. of Utah state. Marcus Kemp, he's been a practice squad guy uh, for the Chiefs this season on and off, but he's from Leighton High. And then you've Mm -hmm. got coaches Andy Reid from BYU, Alex Whittingham from Utah, Porter Ellett from BYU. Unfortunately, we... If the Bucs win, we won't have a locals in the NFL winner, which is unfortunate because I was hoping secretly sam that new orleans would upset you know <laughs> or not upset but you know beat tampa Bay. So that way we were guaranteed a, a local winner in the uh, super bowl but i put out a poll on the ksl sports uh twitter after the nfc and afc championship games a couple of weeks ago now and 83.3 percent of our votes came in that kansas city was going to win uh only 16.7 percent said the bucks were going to win so i'm going to ask you now sam who are you going with Who's going to win the game? Because I remember back to your preseason pick, you had the Chiefs in the game, but you mm-hmm. had them losing to the Saints. Now, right. are you going to take this, the team that beat the Saints that you were going to have win, or are you going to go with your uh, your runner-up and pick the Chiefs? So if uh, – <laughs> it's kind of funny. We were having this conversation at the broadcast house uh, on Thursday, and um, one of my coworkers said, you know, if a gun was pointed to my head, I would pick the Chiefs. So – if a gun's pointed to my head and I had to pick right now, I'm probably going to pick the chiefs. And, and so you're asking me, I'm chiefs are going to be my winner, but again, I am not going to be shocked at all. If Tampa wins and Brady gets another Super Bowl, right? Because it's Tom Brady. It's just, it's almost like it's supposed to happen this way. This is the next uh, wrinkle in his legacy, the next chapter uh, to this amazing history and, and amazing career that he's had. I mean, 10 Super Bowl appearances, that's ridiculous. The next closest is five, you know, uh, for a quarterback. Um, uh, six Super Bowl wins. I mean, he's already among the greatest. Uh, someone else asked me, you know, if Tom Brady loses this game, does that hurt his legacy? No, it doesn't hurt his legacy. It's only more incredible that he's back in the Super Bowl for a tenth time. Win or lose, he's already got the greatest legacy of a quarterback in, in NFL history. Um, so 
it, there's a part of me for the for the many many years that I loathed Tom Brady and the Patriots. There's a part of me that would really like to see him win uh, at this age, uh, this tenth time. Um, but again, if a gun's pointed in my head and I got to make a pick, I'm making the pick. I'm going with the Chiefs. How many times do we have to doubt Tom Brady and he proves us wrong, right, Sam? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a Colts fan, and uh, so I, I feel that. I mean, you, you've got the Broncos, and uh, you know what he's done to the AFC over his career is pretty insane. But I, I do agree with you. I think it would be remarkable uh, to have him, you know, win that seventh ring. Ten Super Bowls is just ridiculous. Just to even like say those words, like it's pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> and uh, I I watched Roger Goodell. He uh you know has had a a weird relationship with Tom Brady since Deflate Gate and whatnot. But uh, it, it was interesting because Roger Goodell even was like you know it, like it's hard to deny the fact that Tom Brady's like probably the greatest quarterback or greatest NFL player to ever play just w- with what he's been able to do. So uh, we, we've got the Super Bowl. It's at Tampa Bay's home stadium, uh, which yeah. will be interesting. Uh, you've got fans who are going to be in, in attendance for that game. A lot of healthcare workers, which is really cool to see. Uh, but that game's going to kick off on Sunday. It's at 4.30 p.m. You can watch that game on CBS. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. But. Uh, I also wanted to have you on, Sam, because we did our preseason award picks uh, before the season kicked off there. And uh, back in September, I mean, a lot has happened since then. Uh, we've got, you know, MVP, all of these things that we listed out. But the one that we, you know, came to, to terms on that was going to happen was comeback player of the year going to Alex Smith, mm-hmm. former Utah quarterback, now with Washington. And, you know, I don't know if we – you know, back in September, it seems like forever ago now, Sam, but I don't know if we thought Alex Smith was going to have the year that he ended up having, because it was just remarkable to see him, you know, make the active roster to be able to get on the field, you know, come in relief of Kyle Allen early in the season, but then he ended up becoming the starting quarterback again and, you know, complete, completely turned that team's season around. They weren't going to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden he comes in, they win the majority of their games with him under center and, you know, end up making the postseason. He wasn't able to play on the playoffs, unfortunately, because of, of that leg injury um, that he suffered again. But I mean, pretty crazy to see him not only, you know, make the roster come back play, but also, you know, play at a high level and help his team Mm -hmm. make the postseason. What do you think that, you know, says about, you know, the award. And do you think that, you know, a lot of people have talked about, you know, it's probably going to go to him. I mean, I, I don't think that there's any other candidate really for the award that's going to be announced tomorrow on Saturday. But 
What do you think about the possibility of him having that award renamed after him after this comeback that he's gone through? I mean, it should be, right? It's just the remarkable story that everyone is familiar with by now. Um, It it was a big question mark, you know, coming into the season. Yeah, they put him on the roster, but they put him as the third quarterback. And it was just like, okay, I I feel like at some point this season, they're going to play him just to, just to kind of, you know, put the cherry on top of his comeback story, let him get out there. Um, And then the quarterbacks ahead of him just played poorly. And then, you know, injury to Allen as well helped, helped kind of clear a path for um, Alex to get in. But as soon as he gets in, you know, that, that his first two starts, he throws for more than 300 yards. And not only that, but like you said, he's leading his team to wins. And I, I think I, especially when quarterbacks get older, you know, you can say, Oh, the guy's got a noodle arm now. Uh, uh, He's, he's too slow. He's not, he's not as quick with his release anymore, things like that. But a quarterback who knows the game very well. And Alex Smith is one of those guys. He still makes a huge difference. Even when um, his physical traits might be diminishing, he still has that sharp mind. He's, he reads a defense unlike anyone else. Uh, And Alex Smith is one of those types of quarterbacks. And he provided that for Washington and helping them. I believe he was like, what, five and one or something like that uh, in, in his starts. It, he was just, he made all the difference. And so it wasn't even just the fact that he came back. It was the fact that when he came back, everyone held their breath, you know, like, oh my gosh, he just got hit. Is he going to be okay? Oh, now I want to see him scramble. Can he even run? You know, and then he took a few hits, took a few more hits, and then he's playing in the next week, and then he's playing the next week again. And it's like, good grief, this guy's actually doing it, you know? And um, so it's, it's, an incredible story that I want to see keep going, but who knows, maybe he decides uh, this is it. And and he makes some retirement announcement. I don't know. It seems like Washington might be heading in a different direction with with the way uh, Heineke played in the, in the playoff game. And also I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts favoring Washington to go after a quarterback as well. Um, So who knows what's in the future for Alex Smith. But what we do know is that that trophy definitely should bear his name. It should be the Alex Smith comeback player of the year award from this year forward. I think you're spot on there. I think that that is the correct take and uh, it'll be fun. I I mean, I hope that we can see that happen. I I hope that, you know, Roger Goodell and the NFL, they just, they do the obvious thing and they they make that change happen because that would be pretty cool to see. But uh, Sam, I appreciate you joining the podcast. Can you tease for our listeners what we've got going on this weekend for sports beat? Oh, yeah. We, we're going to continue. We, we've been going hard and heavy with a lot of Utah Jazz. I know that's not locals in the NFL, but the Utah Jazz are, are uh, doing their thing. They have an 11 a.m. Mountain Time tip-off on Sunday, so it's perfect. We get a full Jazz game in, and then we still have time to prep up for the Super Bowl. So our sports beat is going to be loaded. We're going to have uh, uh, the Jazz. We're going to have the Super Bowl. Jeremiah Jensen is going to revisit. Every year he's kind of got his history locals in the super bowl history he goes back through the history of super bowls and highlights what our locals have done throughout uh the 55 super bowl that that we've had so we're going to have that as well and then um you know looking beyond this week and into next season you know the guy that uh would have been an mvp if he was on a winning team deshaun watson you know he'll be wearing orange and blue next year so we'll be good we'll be good (laughs) anyway uh, I thought I'd just throw that out there, but <laughs> hey, I, I know that there's more than one of you uh, in the sports department that would be really happy if that <laughs> if that happened. And uh, 
Hey, we'll see. I mean, Deshaun wants out of Houston. Houston doesn't want to get rid of him, but seems like that that story's uh, you know kind of being written. And uh, we'll see what happens between now and March. Because <laughs> Sam, I have a feeling I'm going to have you back on the podcast between now and April's draft. Awesome. I would love it. Well, Sam, I uh, appreciate your time. You can follow Sam on Twitter at S. Uh, what is that? Sam's Farnsworth. Sam's Worth. I'm looking it. at that. I, I was like, it. I thought you had S. Farnsworth, but I, uh, yeah, I changed your it. New twi- <laughs> yeah, your new Twitter handle threw me for a loop there, Sam. So uh, Samsworth underscore KSL on Twitter is where you can find Sam. You can also catch him on KSL TV with Sportsbeat every weeknight. If he's not on, it's JJ and the crew. But uh, they're going to have the Super Bowl covered for you this weekend. So be sure to check that out. Thanks, Sam. Thanks a lot, Kyle.